Season yep. 4, Episode 4, The Weatherman. Not The Weatherman's Tip. Just The Weatherman. So are you an expert on elasticity? There are very few subjects I'm an expert on, and that's actually not one of them. You're not at all? Mm, I mean, no, not an expert. You no. know that when you roll up a sleeve, it's going to lose its elasticity. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm an expert at wearing shirts, I guess. Okay, would you agree with Larry that sleeves are far less elastic than socks? I actually, yes, I would agree with that. I think I'd agree the other way. Ooh, Disagree. so you're siding with Dr. Funkhauser. I think I am. So this episode's really the first one that's about Funkhausers. It's the first time he's in it. It's the first time we meet any of the Funkhausers. Any of, one of my notes is just Funkhauser in all <laughs> caps with exclamation points at the end. Funkhauser is so good. But first of all, I want to talk about how Larry P is sitting down. His dad is not happy. Is this only the second time we've seen his dad since uh, season three, episode six, the special section? Uh, I think that's the last time we saw him. That was that was the first time we saw him, and the last time I so, think. So his dad is very, very disappointed that Larry P is sitting down, that he's not a real man. It brings shame to the family. And I like that they have a mention of him having glaucoma in this episode. Yeah, which is something that comes up later in the season. You know, they they have another flash forward to that same episode that I caught. What was that? Uh, it's later on, but Larry says something about, it's like if you pay for a hooker, you expect her to keep her mouth shut. Good one. I didn't think about yep. that, but you're right. Yep. So we also have the return of Ted Danson in this episode. And um, we haven't seen Ted Danson this season yet, have we? No, not since he dropped out of the restaurant in season three. In late season three. And what do you think about this gross tooth picture? Yeah, how, so, I don't understand, like, how bad could this picture really be? Like, first of all, she, he didn't, like, shine a light inside Larry's mouth, so I'm sure that picture didn't even come out. Like, it has to be dark in there. He took it from far away. You have to see teeth and gums and cheeks and all that. They can't be, they can't be that gross. Yeah, it really can't be that gross. That, that actually is, like, always bothering me every time I watch this episode, how that picture doesn't really make sense to me. I like how the picture keeps showing up, but I just totally don't believe it. Right. I also like the two Russian actors that they chose for Uncle Leo's Russian... I guess they're his cousins? They are Uncle Leo's nephews. They uh, are Uncle Funk Leo's Kaiser's nephews. Cousins. They chose possibly the two most Russian-looking actors of all time. I guess so. I didn't, put too, I didn't put too much thought in it, but they did a fine job. The male Russian is the executive producer of Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh, really? And was the best man at Dog's wedding. That's the IMDb fact you that like? That is the greatest IMDb <laughs> fact I have ever read in my life. Uh, all right, then. But he has one of my favorite lines in the episode, why I bring it up. Um, he, he asked Larry, where do you buy your glasses? Do you buy them in France? In France, yes. <laughs> Are all the best glasses in France? Maybe from a European perspective? Does, I don't know. Does I, Larry I, have particularly nice glasses? I wear glasses. I've never bought them in France. Uh, I don't know. So we're at the... Um, we're at the pre-dinner to the testimonial, which is a... With Funkhausers! With Funkers. Chock full of Funkhausers. There's only, there's only four, actually, but... That's, but chock full. Did you enough. notice that uh, Susie is wearing a bedazzled shirt? No, I didn't. Not, not one of the ones she made for She bed. is. She's wearing a bedazzled shirt. It's like a bedazzled Rolls Royce. But it's not like a sports... It's not like a sweatshirt with like a sports team logo on it. No, but later in the episode, she's wearing a bedazzled San Jose Sharks shirt. Oh, actually? Mm-hmm. They're carrying it through. I did not notice that in either one. That's it's very, very quickly, but she is wearing it. Good. I, I like that. So how do they establish that Larry is friends with Funkhauser? They've never mentioned him once before. before Other than episode. we're going to the Funkhauser testimonial. 
He comes out of nowhere. And what exactly is a testimonial? As far as I understand, it's kind of like a funeral for someone who's alive. So here's my, my question. Is there only one weatherman in Southern California? Uh, apparently. Uh, um, the weatherman that he's, they all know. He is the only weatherman that anyone ever listens to. I guess they all watch the same news channel, or he's on all the news channels? I I don't know. Larry has this vendetta against him. He calls him a very slick weatherman, and he has this theory, which I think Cheryl really buys, right? Cheryl, Cheryl loves this theory. Cheryl loves this theory, that the weatherman is calling the weather wrong so he can go golfing. And the, the other thing that I really like is, like, the weatherman, they know the weatherman socially. Like, it seems like he runs in their social circles. Like, mm-hmm. he's part of the club. He's at the testimonial. When Larry shows up, he knows Larry by name. Larry never once calls him his name. To his face, he calls him weatherman every single time. <laughs> you know, I never, I didn't notice that, but you're right. <laughs> it, it happens, like, at least five times, I counted. Larry doesn't and call he, him And his name tag is Skip at the testimonial, but every time he calls him weatherman. So Larry's on a mission to confront the weatherman. And I just love this scene on the golf course where he's he's not standing on the green, maybe because he has respect for the greens. Maybe. And he's just I, sitting I don't know there much about golf etiquette. waving his cane around, and Funkhauser yells at him, don't point your cane at me. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a great scene for him to have a cane. <laughs> then there's this awkward scene with Ted Danson about the dog. That whole plot does come back later in the season, but right now it's kind of a throwaway scene. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that that much either. Although I do appreciate for some reason that Susie's a bad cook. I, like, I don't know why, it just makes me happy that Susie's a bad cook. It just makes you happy? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's fitting in my mind that Susie would be a bad cook. Okay, I can buy that. So Larry goes back to Jeff's house to retrieve his sneaker. Why is Funkhauser there? That was my note. Larry walks in. They don't even show him at first. He has like a minute conversation with Jeff while Jeff's also appalled about the sitting down. Mm-hmm. Even Susie yells out who's there. Then Larry walks in and Funkhouse is just there reading. Just sitting down. Just hanging out. I mean, they're, they're really like making up for lost Funkhouse time. They're trying to establish him as one of, one of the crew. And Funkhauser has one of my favorite lines, which is uh, when Larry says he pees sitting down, he says, do you crap standing up? Yeah, that's actually a good joke. It's a really good joke. It's a great line. <laughs> That's too, it's too good of a line for Funkhauser, almost. Almost. Just a few more notes. Um, the weatherman mentions the Leo Funkhauser testimonial <laughs> on, on national, the weather report. Well, not national, but on local television. I agree. <laughs> Is he inviting his millions of viewers to, like, a hundred-person event at a country club? I don't, I don't know. Isn't that an awkward thing to mention on a news report? Yeah. If it, if it is a living funeral for somebody? I, I would think so. It's very strange. And so we have this really random last scene. I mean, I guess the weatherman did actually predict the weather correctly. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We, we have to say, we have to say. And we both know this, but uh, during testimonial, Marty Funkhauser says that his mom died nine years ago. Yes. But That's an ultimate, ultimate curb paradox. Season six, episode three, the Ida Funkhauser Roadside Memorial begs to differ. It's one of the rare cases where curb attempts to do plots and fails well, because they don't really attempt to do things like this kind of like jeff and Susie's second kid yeah i guess you're right okay keep going so we have this random scene at the end with the golfing and do you notice that larry is golfing with Stu browdy yep completely random yep why wasn't he golfing with jeff uh jeff hasn't played in the rain 
Maybe it's right. a it's a weird callback to season three, and the one other thing to call back is he says "freak" like three times. Like, why is it freaking raining? Mm-hmm. If you remember in season three, after you got to dinner, like one of Larry's complaints is he he doesn't say uh, the f word. He like always says "freak" instead. Good catch. So, bringing it all back. And so we do have a real ultimate curve paradox in this episode, and that is that Leo Funkhauser is Doctor Cooperman from the Facility Jerry. I think that's the proctologist. I believe so. For Seely Jerry. He chooses for Seely because he's silly. <laughs> <laughs> a great episode of Seinfeld. <laughs>